Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Upload Discussion Sunday podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest with us, and that's Max Infield of uh, Crown. So, why don't you say hello, Max? Hey, everybody. Yes, Max. Um, do you want to quickly, and joining us, of course, is our teammates, uh, Brian and Paul. So, they are listening as well. Uh, but yeah, do you want to give us an introduction, brief introduction of um, what Crown is, how you got into it, and how you got into cryptocurrency in general? Yeah, I'm uh, my my crypto story is pretty uh, pretty bizarre. Um, it's not different. Well, it's it's pretty different than a lot of people who got in through like a friend or investing or something like that. So in uh, 2007, I created my own uh, my own currency. It's called Viral Monetary Units. And I made this whole okay. um, It's basically like actual paper uh, paper currency um, where it was based on this gift giving economy I came up with, where if you get someone to accept it then my bank mails them three times the value. So I had a whole system of like coffee, beer, and meal denominations. And essentially, um, yeah, so I got I got super into it. I was into some money art shows with that. Um, so I came into crypto as an artist uh, pretty early on, um, working on more social engagement or like community interaction type artworks. Um, that was one of my, uh, my favorite ones. So- uh, So that the currency was actually artwork in, in essence. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely an oh, art wow. project, um, but also some people say it was like political in nature or um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, um, and that happened before that, the economic collapse. And everyone's like, how did you know how to like, talk about this? And, you know, yeah, that was, that's how I got into it. So I got involved in a bunch of other um, early cryptos and worked on some of these uh, early Bitcoin forks where they would just do these like pump and dump schemes. And, and uh, yeah, it was, for sure, for sure. So I've been uh, working on crypto projects. Um, for a long time, and I haven't very, been very public about them. Um, tried making apps on Bitcoin before Ethereum. Tried making mm -hmm. Ethereum apps. Completely failed at, at that as well. Um, yeah, we all thought because yeah. of the uh, the model of Ethereum, which is uh, something else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the okay. fees and um, you know same we thought it was, here. Yeah, everyone everyone had the same experience who's tried to build on Ethereum, you know. And it's like um, so lots of failures, and then um, coming over to uh, you know finding EOS, and that is a uh, um, you know, and finding out like, you know, bit shares and steam, you know, I went through that whole thing, like every other, uh, you know, EOS, uh, EOS fanatic. Um, yeah, it seemed like the right place to build and develop communities. Um, and it, you know, it stretches as far back as, as these art projects that were like, you know, engaging and interacting, uh, getting communities to, um, you know, incentivize each other, and reward each other. So it seems like a natural home for me to, uh, to build on and support, um, support these communities. And so the way I got into Crown was um, I, I went to a lot of conferences and uh, at the Tulip conference, I met a couple um, incredible people. One of them was uh, Dwayne Felipe, and he um, he was telling me about a lot of uh, businesses he has it has um, and how he wants to engage with with different communities and giving them um, the customers a, 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 some type of like incentive model where you could reward them for participation, um, give more equity in the company. It doesn't have to be equity per se. It could be like virtual equity. And I was just like, oh man, like I'm on the same page here. So, um, so we ended up going to a bunch of conferences together, and ended up going on a full time with uh, with CSX. And uh, one of the one of the first things CSX. we made, yeah, CSX is a uh, block producer on a bunch of EOS IO chains. Oh, okay. uh, and it's mostly been there just kind of like as a standby block producer um, on some of the, I think some of the chains they get, um, we've gotten higher up there. But um, yeah, so the so we we supported these. Um, these different chains for a while, and then ended up developing uh, um, Crown, 
um, with a bunch of other people we met at conferences mm-hmm. um, and formed this board of custodians, which, which, you know, using them as advisors, we created this path uh, forward on how to uh, develop tools for communities, support communities, um, and figure out the path to incentivizing them um, to give them this, this equity-based um, token in, in some organization. And that's not necessarily exactly what Crown is, but it's the path uh, going forward to make, make things like that. Uh, yeah, tons of great info there. I think maybe we should break it down a little bit for the people who may. I'm sure like most of the audience are familiar with what a DAC is, but you know, just for context, do you want to break it down a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those things we're in the weeds and the stuff, you know, and uh, especially with crypto, just get into this like super niche thing, and um, it's yeah. really hard to fully go into what a DAC is. We could probably talk about for hours and hours, um, but essentially, um, there's this uh, this concept that's been around since Bitcoin where you can have a bunch of keys and when you turn them at the same time, it can release funds. Mm-hmm. And so a DAC is essentially, or a DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Community or Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or sometimes they call them Decentralized Autonomous Corporation, or um, there's a couple other you know terms people use, but essentially a DAC allows you to um, reassign who those key holders are through voting. So the token holders, whoever these tokens are distributed to, can vote in these board members, or we call them custodians um, in our case, and they can essentially um, vote for who's who's allowed to distribute the money, who's um, um, who you know who's building the company. Who do you want to uh, have uh, you know your interest uh, representing the company, making day to day decisions, and um, it doesn't have to be a company. It could be you know just a uh, could be just a, a very small. Um, Kind of granular activity, but essentially you're voting for who's who's running things. So I think that's the best way to describe a, a DAC or DAO. Um, you know, like I said, we can get into it much more uh, detailed if you want to. Yeah, we could do that uh, later, but a little bit later. But I think that's a pretty good intro. Um, so I am familiar with the concept of DAC. I think most people are familiar with it through the Ethereum DAO, or maybe even that is still a little bit a uh, niche. Uh, but I think if you talk about you know voting for board directors in a corporation. Most people will understand, you know, kind of what what that deal is. So I see how many how many custodians does Crown have at the moment? Uh, we currently have eleven custodians. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we've we've um, I think we we extended that at one point because we had um, um, actually we we you can change the the configurations if we all vote on it. So the cool thing about the DAC is that you can update the code and how the logic behaves too. Mm-hmm. So at one point we allowed uh, less custodians to sign on a multi-signature transaction. So it's easier to send funds to projects. And funds, I mean specifically the crown token that doesn't have any value. But being able to send a, um, you know, our uh, fungible token to um, a project, for example, um, you can change, you know, do you want to, um, do you want to make sure that everyone says yes to this? Or do you want like half the people to be able to say yes to this or half plus one? So it's, it's really configurable. And the really powerful thing is updating that code. Mm-hmm. And when we're uh, you know trying to debug it, it's a little bit harder because we all have to agree there's this consensus mechanism, not just to send the tokens, but to be able to update the software that's running on the um, on the EOS mainnet blockchain. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. I also see you have a uh, Luke uh, as a custodian. <coughs> Sorry, and Luke is kind of an OG, uh, you know, in this stack game. I see he's a uh, he's the mind behind EOS deck, and uh, it's very cool that you know see him on the board for the Crown deck. Yeah, Luke is so awesome. Um, I uh, I had followed him on Steam for a long time and connected with him at all these conferences, 
And um, when we were uh, conceiving uh, Crown, we had a few different options, but EOStack is definitely the furthest along. Um, and I just really like how they uh, airdropped on EOS um, friends and families and uh, communities before the mainnet launch. So they, you know, I'm like, wow, these guys have like so much foresight. They know the power of EOS. And so I, I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, as we're building Crown that, you know, we were going to be using their technology. And so we were, um, I think Vigor might have beat us. There's a little bit of debate there, but um, I think we're the first mainnet um, DAC to launch using EOSDAC's code. Mm -hmm. um, and so part of that was um, we, we actually went down to Puerto Rico and, and uh, persuaded Luke to, to help us out launch this. And so, um, yeah, we met up with him in person and hung out for um, a couple of weeks. And it was, it was a really crazy experience. And that's what happened on May 22nd. Um, so that was the initial birth of Crown Launch is, uh, is um, uh, you know, going down to Puerto Rico and getting this thing set up. And, um, yeah, really incredible experience. Really, um, that was, this was before the EO Stack Factory. So it wasn't just like running the script and you could just crank out a DAC. Um, yeah. But, yeah, incredible stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so I think Paul has a few questions. Um, he's been following up on the project uh, a lot more than I did. So Paul, maybe you want to jump in and uh, ask yeah. some some questions. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I have been looking into it, and it kind of looks like this first year for you guys has been kind of the groundwork, laying out, you know, all the, the kind of infrastructural pieces you need, um, in order to have, you know, the community in place. Because it kind of, you know, from how how a DAC essentially works is like you need to have, um you know, your custodians, and then you need to have people who are involved in the community in order to, you know, make make these these decisions actually have some meaning. So I had kind of a question, like, what is your, do you have an idea about what your kind of first, like, milestone in terms of a software application? Because I noticed you have a couple of things, a couple of problems you're trying to solve. Um, is there, a, is there like an initial one that you're like, yeah, this is where we want to, you know, this is where we're going to put all of our time and energy into in terms of, like, solving this per first problem. This is kind of the software we're looking to, to build, or, or are you in the midst of building out and, and, and testing? I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Oh yeah, I can definitely um, answer that. That's a great question. Um, so yeah, this is, we've mostly just been laying the groundwork. Um, early on, everyone's like, let's build all these incredible apps and do all these incredible things. And it's like, well, with what resources guys, you know, like, like that's, there's right. a lot of talk early on, you know, like everyone brings things to the table. Like we need to see this, we need, you know, like everyone sees the possibility of where this could go. So this first year was just straight up building, um, you know, on one side of it is building a community of friends, family, um, neighbors, you know, I consider that the EOSIO community, uh, um, you know, we're, uh, feel like we're cousins, you know, like getting to come on a show in a weird way. Um, so there's, so that's one aspect of, uh, of what Crown is offering. And then the other segment is offering um, um, tools and resources to businesses. And that's not necessarily through Crown, but it would be utilizing the token. So there'd be vendors that uh, build out applications, um, you know, using the crown token and offering those services to businesses. Um, and that's where um, one of them is called uh, wet.rip. And it's basically a scratcher ticket that goes into um, uh, products that have like mass distribution. And essentially people can find these scratcher tickets or even serial numbers that are printed in the packaging. And with these numbers, they can put them into our app. And then from there, they can um, get some instant rewards um, that are convertible to crown. And then they could also, um, answer some other questions relating to their product experience. And so that was the first app that we got into, um, this idea of like, oh yeah, we can engage these consumers and give them part of this token, um, that, uh, represents some activity in the product. 
And then you could start going to that, that concept of, um, you know, giving them more equity in that, in that building the brand experience, you know, and, um, it's like kind of like that there was a Dorito, uh, chips, um, project where like, you know, the customers get to come up with, uh, names of the products or figure out different flavors, but do they really get a, a portion of the proceeds if their name is selected, you know, and things like that. Uh, so that's kind of the direction we're, we're thinking about with those type of apps. Um, and yeah, so that one's going a little slower than anticipated, but you know, um, there's nothing on the roadmap per se about what Crown's offering. There's no promises about what will be built or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, we're really focused on um, getting these smaller community things to work mm -hmm. and really hard. I mean, just getting people to sign a work proposal is a pain in the butt. Like you see this on uh, with EOS Doc as well, um, getting those that regular engagement with the community and figuring out what works first, because those are things we're gonna wanna share with these companies. So we wanna make sure we get it right um, right. Yeah. Like the tip bot is huge for us on, on Telegram, like getting that integrated, mm -hmm. uh, getting crowned of that. We just have this big cross chain um, to token transfer um, opportunity with uh, bosses created. So now we can send our token to wax to, mm -hmm. yeah, it, there's just so much cool stuff, but it's, um, you know, it's baby steps. And I think, you know, it's really, it's hard to, uh, to launch any of these apps unless we, we know this stuff works for us too. I just yeah. want to say that it's almost like the community is the product in this sense i think that's what you know a DAC is uh you what you guys are building out like you've been on a community and that community is mm -hmm. kind of the first product and with that your baseline you could essentially branch out to other stuff yeah i love that community as a product mm -hmm. is uh, is definitely something we've we've talked about um yeah but yeah that's i think that's a good way to describe it so max kind of just kind of put it in perspective uh, where Crown is at at the moment. This is his first birthday. Uh, actually, I, I'm, I'm not even sure if we uh, celebrated discussions for his birthday. I don't think we did, which is uh, discussions just over a year old as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what's your birthday plan, uh, Max, for Crown? So, we have a two days worth of uh, events planned, a lot of these Zoom calls, which uh, we all know very well. Um, it's yeah, It was really. so. This whole uh, uh, Corona thing, oh man, am I supposed to say that? Shit, sorry. Okay, anyway, I just realized that like some people don't like that on, on their YouTube. So anyway, um, you can cut that no, part out. It's all good, it's all good. We're, we're not we're so, about that. <laughs> on the, we're all free speech here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, well, so with you know those, the recent incidents of people having to stay at home, you see all these people getting on Zoom. Um, and I'm like, oh man, we could totally capitalize off this and bring in some of these people that aren't necessarily in crypto. Um, and that's why we get people to come into Telegram. We start just giving them crown right off the bat, which is awesome. Right. You know, with the tip bot, that's the best way to get someone a token. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like discussions is really similar where you're like, mm -hmm. sign up, here's your brain key. And then they jump into a thread. They can start getting tipped. Like it's very, very, like, we love that. Um, so, so what we have planned for crown's birthday is two days of these zoom calls um, and, you know, different uh, conversations regarding, you know, how it started, um, you know, uh, where we're at, where it's going. So those are kind of like those three themes. We broke it up into a bunch of different uh, segments. And you can find that um, at Crown Token, um, the full list. Everyone's posting uh, Medium articles um, about what's going on there. We have a schedule, tons of awesome events. We're giving away a ton of tokens. Um, so if you want some Crown Tokens, come and get them, stop by. Um, I'm like super obsessed with NFTs right now. So <laughs> I'm, um, I'm helping make some NFTs for the community to give away. Um, and yeah, so I've done some FT, some fungible tokens, and then um, some NFT, some super limited ones. Um, and then there's also Crownlandia. It's a, it's a spinoff uh, from Crown. 
and they're launching as well with their own NFTs as well. So I have some really cool stuff plan planned and uh, yeah, I hope you guys can make it. Yeah, for sure. It sounds yeah, like nice. are, you, are you guys working with uh, PixEOS for any of these? Because I, again, you're artists. I'm sure you heard Pixie Pix US. So I'm just yeah, curious. Oh, yeah. Um, we we haven't yet, but we did a um, a huge airdrop on their community. Um, so oh. over this last um, over this last year, we've been airdropping Crown. Um, so if you hold, held a lot of Pixio, you got a lot of Crown because we really love that community. Um, mm -hmm. so all the major EOS communities that we we saw um, like these these distinct communities forming, we gave mm -hmm. um, Crown to. So like Void, for example, um, right. Infiniverse. Um, EOS is one of them, IQ. So yeah, so so we went through and, and gave a bunch of tokens. And we hope to keep doing that, um, you know, as part of our uh, kind of like homage or, you know, we did as a standard airdrop. We didn't do this uh, this air grab type situation. So if you have those tokens in your wallet, be sure to um, uh, send a small fraction of one to another account to keep them because we're going to reclaim all the RAM for all those tokens. Meaning um, if you got our airdrop, you got... The tokens in your wallet, you're going to have to execute, um, you know, a small action to be able to retain those tokens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think we had notes here actually got a, quite a few as well. So we gotta we gotta make sure we go ahead and claim that. Yeah, our foundation has. I I was just checking it. We have a fair amount of crown, so we gotta make sure we uh, we uh, move some of those. And mm -hmm. um, I'll be on that. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, yeah, I, I actually think there's a lot of um, interesting kind of crossover with what you, what you all are doing and some of our end goals in terms of, um, you know, we're obviously about building community, but really more about building the tools so that communities can be built. Like that's really more our, our kind of, our, our focus is um, less about how the communities are governed or managed, but more about like, here are a bunch of tools that will help with those sort of end goals. Um, you know, we have a, uh, a, I think, I think in that sense, you know, there's a lot to be explored in terms of, um partnership and and places where you know what you what you all are doing and what we're trying to do can kind of you know really play nicely together so it's 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 interesting to find out about your project a bit more um i also think that there's we, we kind of we kind of encounter this a lot actually with what we've been doing is that there's a lot of um a lot of room for collaboration across all these projects right whereas i know like you know there's a, a ton of competitive elements within crypto because at the end of the day it's it is you know very competition driven marketplace but um you know in these early stages with all this technology that's just kind of getting developed um there's there's so much more room probably for uh you know sort of teaming and and finding finding little places where where everyone can kind of work together to kind of you know a rising tide lifting all boats type concept so uh, it's it's really cool to get to talk to you about uh you know about what you're doing I, I definitely, um, I think, you know, we're all building very, very similar things and it just comes down to integrating what works in these different communities. Um, I feel like all apps have this like community engagement component, but when you don't have someone that has actually built communities or worked in different communities, it's really hard to, you know, to build those effectively thinking about the, you know, the community member first. And so it's really cool to see, um, you know, like, people building stuff where you don't have to care about resources. You don't have to care about RAM, CPU, net, and like, like, or, or, you know, um, and EOS was the beginning of, of that in crypto, like these user friendly names and um, mm -hmm. introducing people into these ideas of like the brain key to back up your wallet and things like that. Um, yeah, just I want to touch on one of my uh, favorite work proposals that uh, created a community from crown um, 
And uh, we had this, this uh, huge event called um, Dacathon. And Dacathon, um, we wanted to support like, you know, and honor everyone that's helped out with DAX. And so we, um, we wanted to make an equitable event. You know, so we want to eat our own dog food. Like how do we make an event that's more equitable and more engaging than a traditional conference? So with a traditional conference, you show up, you spend a ton of money. I mean, have you guys ever been to consensus or like, holy, like it's insane. Like you're spending like thousands of dollars getting there, thousands of dollars for a ticket. Like it's insane or, you know, just any conferences. And it's kind of like gambling. You don't know if you're going to make a connection. You don't know if you're going to get to uh, connect with that speaker that you want to connect with or, um, you know, find uh, someone that you want to work with or whatever your motivation is. And so I'm like, well, what if we have an event where, you know, all that we charge a small, small fee and um, that goes into a fund, um, a pool that um, in which we launch a DAC, determine the point, the objectives, um, the method for launching it. And then um, and then we have a hackathon after that and then give out prizes from the DAC. And so we had a two day event earlier in the year. Um, it was incredible. I think the first day was like a 14 hour Zoom call, just figuring out what we wanted to do. Um, yeah, I think around 100 people uh, watched it. We had about um, 30 something paid participants, which is really awesome. And we created a token um, and a community called MetaDAC. And MetaDAC is an educational branch to teach people about um, DACs, um, you know, show you know, show the path forward um, and host more of these events. And so everyone got issued one token and that, that's what was elected, uh, used to elect the custodians. And so we've been having weekly meetings about, you know, building this, uh, this uh, MetaDAC. Um, we're not on mainnet yet. We have a, um, a, uh, a testnet version of it. And then when the DAC factory is ready, we'll launch on, uh, on EOS mainnet. Um, but yeah, it's so cool that we could, we could make that out of, um, you know, in this new model, this new paradigm um, using this technology. We could build a community using blockchain. And I just love how nested this gets. So you have like EOS, uh, EOS uh, community chain, uh, you know, support EOS DAC, and then EOS DAC supports, you know, the tons of other DACs, and then those DACs are now launching their own DACs. It's, it's really interesting to see how that comes out. But I just want to share that because it's, um, you know, same with what you're doing. You're, you're helping create and helping uh, support these communities with these, uh, these more equitable tools as well. You know, you have that like, um, in thread tipping and um, some really cool things like that, where you can, uh, you know, elevate that engagement. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually building out quite a bit of fuel, but quite more tools. Tipping is kind of like the very beginning. Uh, similar to ground, we've been kind of laying down the groundwork uh, the last year. But one of the things that I could share with you, and, and there are a lot of things that I can't share with you just yet, uh, is that we're going to have an ambassador program that's going to come. Um, encourage uh, different users to kind of promote their project on Twitter and on discussions and elsewhere. Elsewhere, We're going to probably launch a beta, some like an internal beta, uh, if you will, sometime this week. I think I brought it up. Uh, it's too bad that we, I don't think it's going to be ready before the crown birthday. I think it would be awesome to kind of have you guys test it out. Uh, but yeah. We have other things like airdrop tool that has been around. Uh, if you want to airdrop to a very small selective group of users, we have that available uh, on discussions, and you can use it today for Crown. So, so. Oh man, that's so cool. Um, how's that on resources? Is it is it? Do you have to spend a lot of RAM? Yeah, or? you gotta have to pay. You gotta have to pay for that <laughs> uh, out of your own pocket. Yeah, it was it was uh, unbelievable to see how expensive it was to do an airdrop on EOS mainnet. Um, Luckily, we got it. 
Yeah, it was thousands because we uh, we started before the IDOS attack. And then, you know, we were dropping while that was going on, you know, and then oh, wow. <laughs> we, need, we need more CPU. We need, I think we have been like, um, I mean, with Rex, we got over a hundred thousand um, EOS of CPU or something. It was insane. It was like, this is, this is like the worst time in, in uh, blockchain history to do an airdrop, but we pulled it off. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just saying the, the nice thing. So what we've tried to do is, is build a way for, you know, Obviously, you have these broad moves where you want to airdrop to tons of people based on you know, maybe some broader characteristics. Um, but what we've we've gone with our airdrop tool is, uh, and we don't have a great use case for it yet because there hasn't been enough activity within a community to say like, okay, this is how we want to do this. But you know, you could you can airdrop to a much narrower band of people and and kind of you know instead of individually tipping all these people, it's like, hey, I can I can I can drop to you know a big group of people, um, and you know it's not it, it's a it's an extremely uh, low um, effort move. I mean, I don't know. Jack Jack has been kind of mostly the one interacting with it, so I don't know. You know, he he can probably say better than me. But I, I do think it's kind of an interesting way of just being like managing the communities that are starting to form um, around a topic or, or around you know a project. So uh, it's, yeah. it's it's really an interesting little piece. Well, one, of, one of the things that I really wanted to build on top of that actually is to kind of have ability to drop to everyone who's commented on the thread or kind of drop to everyone in that's subscribed to a certain tag like uh, so that's so that's the tags on discussions are like subreddit so let's say for example if people are subscribing to uh, the crown tag everyone in that tag could get an airdrop so it'd be like a community-wide airdrop and I think that that'd be really cool yeah I love that idea so much um, that's something that I was thinking about um, in our group, we had a ton of bots join our Telegram. So I'm like, I don't know how many active yeah, people. Are yeah. Maybe two thirds of them are real, or maybe two thirds of them are robots. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was something that um, I was like, how do we drop to every single person? I could write like a script or something to do it manually, but um, it's just such a pain. To, like I'm like, I don't want to spend time doing that. But um, I was thinking also for um, you know great uses like a commemorative NFT or yeah, you know yeah. in a limited fungible token. Like oh like um, you know, first year active participants get a, a magic key, right? And then, you know, as they hold that key over in consecutive years, they'll receive additional tokens, additional, um, you know, maybe they get um, a special pass to a conference. Maybe they get, you know, um, you know, actual like a cool hat or a cool shirt or something once a year by holding this thing. And I think there's, um, yeah, there's so much there in, in what you built with that. And I can't wait to try that out. We're, we're going to, um, yeah, maybe this week we'll try a campaign and, and try to get some of our community members to come over and incentivize them. Um, but yeah, I love that where you where you can airdrop on the whole community. That's so cool. And the idea that you have with uh, with uh, dropping them on specific tags, that's really awesome as well. Yeah. Um, actually, want to get into you know, yeah. So if the crowd community you want to if you want to bring over the crowd community and use our application, just my ideas. Because again, we're building this out <laughs> for for communities like yours. So getting feedback from you guys would be invaluable. Uh, but I also want to talk a little bit about kind of the news story that broke uh, this week, where Reddit just introduced uh, their own tokens and they're launching it on an Ethereum test, test network. So we're looking at it uh, very closely and how, how they're doing that model. We actually have quite a, quite a similar idea in mind where we will allow users to purchase NFTs that show up a special NFT that you can only purchase with the token. So let's say there is a, a special NFT, a crown NFT 
that you could purchase and have it display on your discussions tag, uh, your discussions username right next to it. So they're doing something similar. I don't know. I want to get you guys' opinion on it. What, what do you guys think about this Reddit cryptocurrency? It's called Moon, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it was inevitable that Reddit would do something like this. Um, and I, I think they're going to find that, that Ethereum is not the platform to try to do the kind of microtransactions that they're going to need. Um, so, I, you know, we'll see, we'll see what actually happens. But I, I just I can't imagine that um, this was anything more than like someone with influence being like, hey, we should do it on Ethereum. But you know, at the end of the day, like it, it, it's a bit awkward, uh, to say the least, in terms of the, you know, uh, like imagine all of Reddit on you know, on Moon, like, will that would that even be functional? I, I, it's, there's like, I, I doubt one subreddit would even work that well, right now. A high, a high uh, demand for gas. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I think the model is interesting. I mean, it's clearly very similar to some of the stuff we're talking about. But, um, you know, we're we're in a we're in a mode where like, uh, you know, we have this concept that is really about a reputation system, which Moon kind of plays that role because it's based on upvotes and all that. But they're trying to take it to the point of like, hey, you could trade your moon for you know other things in other markets, and and we're talking really more about a reputation system using a, a non-tradable um, token, really more as a placeholder or or with limited with limited um, you know value that that only lives inside applications that are you know utilizing the system. So you know I'm I'm curious how that will work out. I imagine there'll be a ton of farming going on, um, just like what happened what what happens generally with like Steam and um, you know. That that just seems to be an inevitability to me, but uh, I'll definitely be watching it. And I I was you know claimed my claimed my moon. So <laughs> do you know anything about this, Max? Have you uh, been following um, this? Yeah, I've been following it. I definitely uh, I'm not I'm not really too much into Reddit. Sometimes I lurk around and read stuff on there. So um, yeah, yeah I, I think I think I, the first thing I thought of was the saying that like um, what's going to be the Ethereum killer and and the answer is you don't have to worry about that. Ethereum is Ethereum killer. So it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so that funny. Pretty, yeah, have a pretty good track record too. Crypto Kitty, yeah. Baker Dow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like just all the DeFi things. And I'm like, yeah. why? So first of all, I'm like, I, I'm not, you know, too hopeful on it. I think there is something to be said about creating those, uh, you know, a, a tool that they have to be able to create uh, tokens for these different communities. And But the question is, can communities accept these tools and and i don't think so i think some of them can maybe but i i think it's um you know that's that's where the um the marketer can really mess up is like oh let's give all these tools to all these communities and i almost want to say like they should be earning them you know it should be like a game where they like get more features over time you know like mm -hmm. oh yeah like everyone gets one token until you do these things and then um you know eventually you can get more uh access to nft creation things or something you know what i'm saying like a slow process where you engage with audiences um, right. yeah. I think I think they're kind of um, the hierarchy of the the company kind of dictates what they can offer to the community. Um, right. So I think it can be very limited. I really think um, a way to just take over the market is make a way to import an entire subgroup and then like airdrop with like an EOS, EOS token onto their community or like oh That's yeah like, you're the moderator import your community <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be using discussions no um. I, yeah, I think there's a uh, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might take that. <laughs> there's some really interesting opportunities there, but I, I'm, uh, I'm not too hopeful with it. Um, yeah. They've had a, they've had kind of like a, a coin, and that, what happened with that? I mean, I don't even not know. Nothing. That. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I'm yeah, not ready. I don't think anybody. Mm-hmm. I think only the employees buy, it, and then the secret kind of distributed to other users. Just as the way to kind of get that going. But I don't think yeah. people most really use it. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a win. I think they would have continued using that if 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 they could have. But yeah, ultimately, I think they wanted to go with this cryptocurrency element because it has a lot more potential for. Um, you know, being interesting and getting buzz and all that. And, you know, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad to see this happen, right? Like, I'm glad to see Reddit do this. I think Reddit's fundamentally, you know, a little bit un, um, compa- or incompatible with, with cryptocurrency just based on how it, it operates. Um, you know, it's obviously... What's that? Because it's centralized? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the way that the, you know, community forms becomes like, it, it's very arbitrary. It's like, well, I, I created this topic and now I'm the moderator. And yeah. I, I have no business being the moderator of a community, but I control it. And you can't, like the process of getting rid of a moderator is extremely hard. I mean, if you look at the the, the EOS subreddit, I mean, it's a, it's a nightmare because they don't have, the main moderator is, is MIA. Like they don't have full moderation control. Um, and so... It's like the worst of all worlds. Like, you know, discussions obviously has a very different um, philosophy on moderation and, and, and keeping that firmly in the grasp of the of the consumer. Like the user gets to choose what their moderation looks like. Um, Reddit has the opposite approach where moderator, moderator is just there and you kind of are, you buy into it. If you want to be part of that community, you accept that moderation. Um, well, when the moderator, when the community is there and builds up around a, a topic, because it's the name of the, the token, and the moderator is MIA, like you now you don't have anything really. You have, you don't have the ultimate control over the community, and, and you can't make major changes to things. You can only make the minor ones. So, um, you know, I think that's that fundamentally is going to be kind of a problem with with trying to build real real like, um, you know, the type of community that really is compatible with cryptocurrency, um, which you know that. So we'll see. And I, I think, I mean, I said, I, we just onboarded a bunch of people to cryptocurrency who wouldn't normally have been there with the, with the ad of the Fortnite people. Although I guess technically, if you play Fortnite, you're kind of used to um, a form of, of digital currency in, in terms of the, whatever the Fortnite dollars are. But, um, but you know, maybe, maybe yeah. this gets people into Ethereum or, you know. So Max, know. I, I kind of want to direct that question to you. Obviously, you know, Crowd is a DAC. Um, I think I think Paul's right. He, he hit up some points that I think is 100% correct because, again, being a decentralized community, having that centralized moderating system doesn't make sense to me. So what the discussions we have, we have a way for users to select their moderators. So in, in the context in the context of a, of a DAC, we're not talking about like which system is superior. Just, I just want to kind of get your opinion on what system would make sense for um kind of guiding the community discussion what kind of moderation do you think it makes more sense uh, for for DAC? i think i got a good answer to this question um yeah. and that's a really important question for engaging with uh, these traditional style applications like who you know basically it's like who should have authority right mm-hmm. and it and i really think the um the DAC model of election can help with that so um, one of the work proposals that we had is uh, someone's building a um, a tool which is a tel- which is for Telegram that allows custodians to be in a certain Telegram group and then boots out other people. So it's conditional. If you're an elected custodian by the token holders, um, in the same way that the keys change for who's allowed to uh, transfer the token, uh, those people are allowed to be 
um, you know, operating in that group. So they can read the post, they can comment, they can reply. But if you're um, if you're not on the list of people that are elected, you're not in the group. And I know that there's something like that that uh, EO Stack has done for um, for Discord as well. So I think something something like that where you can set um, you know a smart contract uh, dynamic permissions to allow you know certain participants to be moderators. So it's like oh yeah, like we trust all the um, you know the um, you know this group of people. You know they're the voted in token holders. These are the people that should be the moderators. And then um, I would say even have some additional pay or an extra incentive to be a moderator. And then, you know, if there's always bad actors, but that's why you have a voting system. You can vote out the, the custodian if, you know, someone ends up having like severe mental health issues and they, you know, just go off on some um, political stuff that, or blocks certain political stuff, the community doesn't want that, you know, then we can, you know, vote them out as a, as a group. And I think that's what's really cool that, um, we can create systems in which we opt into that rather than having a surprise. Like, wait a second. Like I read it just like closed my account because I was talking about something controversial. Like yeah, I have some yeah. friends that get, you know, have been blacklisted from there. And, and that's like, that's their entire life history for the last like decade is, is like on Reddit. And like, mm -hmm. so I think, I think a system in, in which we see the, um, you know, the moderators are, are the custodians or something like that. It could be made just for that if it needs to be, but I don't think it needs to be. I think, I think the DAC um, can automatically add those people. And then the people that are elected have permission to, to modify posts or edit posts or whatever, um, you know, hide posts if they want on the front end. Yeah, so I just wanna, uh, you mentioned, I think it's pretty interesting. So someone's actually designing a script to kind of rotate the Telegram, Telegram um, admins essentially based on who's the custodian uh, of the DAC. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, very cool. Very interesting. Hmm. I think, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Jack, that got me thinking about, um, you know, while we don't have, uh, we don't have any, you know, mandatory um, moderation, like obviously users can opt out of whatever moderation exists. Yeah. Uh, the concept of like a default moderation based on who, who are the actual um, custodians would be pretty interesting so yeah yeah i was, I was thinking about the same like we could kind of have a system where i mean it could be it could be like 11 nfts right and whoever has those nfts uh become the default moderators and then yeah, we, could, we should have a contract that uh moderates who is the custodian at the moment and just modify the, the uh moderators based on that and then yeah there's also uh, just to add real quick on that there's a, a non-transferable token a yeah. Um, NFT and and anyway, yeah, there's a transferable token it allows you to yeah. send it to someone as an award or prize or um, yeah. reputation or something like that. Um, but yeah, so so with uh, with Crown and EOS DAC, the same, you know, we're using the same um, same system. Um, yeah. You know, it's just one account has the keys updated. So if you can give permission to one account, then you can inherit all the keys from all those users. Um, you know, to be moderators. So I don't think it's too difficult. You know, it's. It, I don't even think it's programmatically that that intense to uh, to set that one account as a um, as the moderator. Essentially, if you wanted to have a um, DAC control in, in that same type of moderation way. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for for us, if 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 projects had a system like that, um, it would be really a lot easier because we we would set that up and those would become the defaults. Um, you know, obviously, as we said, like nothing on discussions is meant to be. Um, you know, taking ultimately the user's ability away. So if they want to have an unmoderated view of discussions, they're welcome to it. But 
you know, from a usability standpoint, having trusted moderators and having people that like the community values is like going to be a more, you know, user uh, friendly experience. So, you know, having a system like that in place would be really, I think, very helpful, particularly with, I mean, even if it's not a, a straight up DAC, it could be helpful for uh, projects that just say, look, these are the people we've brought on board. Here's, you know, here's a really easy way of making sure they're the default moderator. So it could just help from like an internal standpoint, thinking about this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I think uh, I think that idea is a, a pretty solid one that we could we could look into. Um, yeah. Working on all the idea and strategy today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> onboard him as a consultant. Well, I, I mean, I think it's important that we we figure out ways to help um, you know the the community building on these on these not you know it's one thing to say hey Boyd, what do you want like um, right now or hey hey um, you know metal packaging token, what do you want like what are the kind of things you need. But when you start having like a very um, loosely organized, you know, community-driven thing, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we can talk to Max and be like, you know, you're a custodian, so you can speak. But at the same time, what about a year from now when the makeup of the custodians may be totally different? You know, like all these things, you, you want to have a, you want to have the infrastructure in place to be able to communicate with this kind of more fluid environment. So, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool to be able to get your insight on like what, you know, how you see things operating and, and challenges right of how you do things transparently and and where where it is it is equitable and, and everyone can, can accept it because it's based on the the terms that you laid out as as a part of being part of the community so that, that's that's pretty cool i think and i really i think you hit on something really important is the idea of like can a community accept this can an individual accept this and that's something we learned about a lot like over this last year you know how many people have operated on eos i don't know maybe like 500 or something i like a thousand, I lost track. I have no idea. But a lot of people just cannot accept it. Like they they will not accept it. They have no desire to ever use crypto. I found there's people that have no like they don't care about DAX. They don't care about NFTs. They don't care about like. So I think that's important too. Like oh, you know we're like what we're making is for like certain niche groups, and not all of them can accept everything. Some of them can take some of those pieces and and use them once in a while. Some people will be like obsessed and use them every day. And I think it's like interfacing to, you know, the desires and needs of those different individuals is what, you know, has to be discovered. Um, you know, like I got tired of giving people EOS wallets and I'm like, okay, we're only going to give crown through like, like pop into this group. And then some people are like, whoa, that's kind of cool. But then they never chat in there again. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. so even then it's like, oh, I found an easier way of doing it. I still didn't speak to their greater need of like, you know, day-to-day -day use. How can they engage? How can they participate? So I think offering those incentives and rewards in different communities is, is a huge aspect of this. Um, and finding not just moderators, but, uh, you know, these, these leaders and these people that, you know, um, want to engage a community. We have people in the Crown Telegram. We have this guy, um, Explore, and he's doing quizzes every day. He's compiling videos. He's compiling images. Like, like it's a job to him and and you know he's gotten a few work proposals from um you know just recently like i'm like dude you're doing this for fun like what are you doing and let me give you a work proposal for this so he gave him a million tokens you're like here you go man like and then he gives away a ton of them you know once again then people get excited and and see what's going on so i think that that engagement is is a really important step in um you know bridging these gaps between those uh you know non-crypto people and the crypto communities that we're uh, building yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely a major a major point. It's probably that solving that kind of um, is going to be critical for the industry in, in general. You know, figuring out you know those solutions and and they'll be you know as you said they're not one size fit all. They're definitely gonna 
vary on the individual and different types of communities, um, different technical capabilities, and what you know what kind of demands are being placed on you know an individual community. So you know it's 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 cool to talk about uh, you know this kind of challenge because I think it, it's at the heart of most projects that are kind of in the early stages and are not doing something that is just sort of A to B. It's more you know uh, multi-step and and kind of broadly about building community. So you know which is not as easy as saying here's my game and I tokenized it. That's different. You know that's a like obviously community builds up around the gameplay. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I'm 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 really these are the kind of conversations I think that need to happen. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely fortuitous. I think that we, uh, that, you know, that we connected. Yeah. Just, just really quick. One more thing on, on that, the, um, that I noticed is it's really, um, it's really difficult for not just people, um, to accept, you know, what's being offered, but like when you give them so much free range, they don't know how to participate in that. Like most people don't, there's some people that are like, Whoa, like, you mean I can come up with any idea that supports this community and I can get paid for that? So I think we're so conditioned to work in a particular way in this particular subjugation I'm talking about. I don't want to get too much into that, but there's a way where, like, like people are so used to working in a specific pattern. Like, I'll do what you say, and then I get paid a little bit. And then in this new paradigm, you just work on whatever you want, and if it provides value, there's there's fun, funding for that in most stacks if they're right. – and I'm like blown away by this idea and we've seen it over and over and over. I have, um, I think we translated the community newsletter that is a work proposal, um, probably like 10 languages and that's like ongoing work. And you're like, this is incredible. And you know, people are, um, you know, using that token to uh, benefit their well being, And it's just incredible to see that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, a little kind of went on a little tangent with philosophy. Oh, there. That, was, that was great. That was, I love that part. I think uh, you couldn't have wrapped up the podcast better for us. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm being serious because like um, this the whole idea that that concept is still pretty new to people. It is the next generation, I think, of organization of how people organize among themselves without needing to you know, apply to government regulations. And it's, it's the power back to the people, right? We, we're writing the rules again. We are writing the rules of community again. And we interact in ways that are beneficial for everybody involved. So yeah, I, I, I think Max got that less up. elegant than Max. Um, so <laughs> again, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, Max. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you and learning everything about Crown and about the deck. Hey, Jack, thanks so much for inviting me on. I had a great time. Um, looking forward to talking more with you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get some uh, some Crown folks to come on over to discussions and and uh, and hang out. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely come by on the 22nd, the 23rd. Lots of fun stuff planned. Um, tons of tokens, and uh, yeah, definitely drop your um, your wax ID in the Crown Telegram group. Uh, it's uh, at Crown Token, and I will hook you up with some uh, some FT, some fungible tokens I made on wax. But uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for uh, letting me join in. This is this is a blast, and uh, looking forward to seeing more progress on our discussions as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. R really, thanks really cool. Really nice talking to you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll see you online. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care. And I will catch you guys that are listening uh, to the very end next week. Thank you for listening.